for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis & Boyd. I'm your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. Welcome to the program. It is 7.08 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, October the 9th, 2021. As Glenn said, a little bit of rain, a little misting rain on my way into the radio station, but otherwise a pretty decent morning out. Hope you guys are doing well. As I said, I am Reese Boyd, your host, not coincidentally, for the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here at uh, Saturday Morning Coffee. We invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee. Join us as we talk about the news, current events, all the things happening in the world that we think you need to know and Man, there's just so much that we have to keep up with these days, but we do our best. Here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we are all about limited government, lower taxes, all the things that mean more freedom for you, more freedom for me, more freedom for all of us who are we the people. I uh, mentioned that on the show last week, folks, but there's a, a, a reason that the Constitution starts with three words that are written much more prominently than the other words of the document. Those three words are we the people. Government exists only because we the people authorize it to exist. Your rights are given to you by God. And we have delegated certain of those rights to certain individuals to uh, govern us for a more prosperous, more healthy, uh, more successful society. But uh, one could argue that... uh, those rights have not been wisely delegated at times, and we could argue that the government is now sort of extrapolating more rights from you than we have delegated. But uh, that's why we're here, to talk about those issues and sort those things out. So thanks for joining us here on the program. Uh, we do invite you to uh, settle in with that cup of your favorite uh, coffee. Speaking of which, as uh, always, we're joined here in the studio by producer extraordinaire Dr. Glenn Dye. Uh, Dr. Dye, good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm, you know, we've got a little bit of a problem here on uh, the show this morning. Oh, I thought it was with the country. Well, we've got that, too. Everything Joe does pisses me off. I mean, he's just, he just, this country went from last year at this time, the greatest country in the free world, to really a laughing stock right now. So, sorry, I had to get that out early. No, I'm, that's I'm, why I'm, we're here. I'm bothered by it, man. I no, really am. You should be. That's why we're here. That's why we're talking about, that's why we talk about these things every Saturday, but at the moment, we've got a more immediate problem, uh, Glenn, for the first, maybe not the first time, the second time in the history of uh, Saturday morning coffee. There is no coffee in the studio, at least not on, at least not on this side we of the gotta, We got a coffee maker in there. You could have made coffee. I'll, uh, I'll try to make some. But so if anybody wants to bring a box of Joe to the studio, yeah, but we don't have the cream. We don't have all the things that go with it. Well, have them stop by Food Line, too. Yeah. Yeah, Bob will do that for you. Bob, Bob, yeah, yeah, Bob will we'll, do we'll that. Need, we'll need some... Anybody got any of our listeners out there that want to bring us some coffee here to the studio this morning? 
ordinarily I set the coffee pot to uh, make coffee automatically. Or alternatively, my wife will get up or, and make coffee. <laughs> Glenn's, Glenn's chuckling. Sorry, man. And, uh, but unfortunately, neither of those things happened this morning at the Boyd household. And by, by the time I realized that there was no coffee in the pot, it was too late to try and make some. So. <laughs> well, sorry so to the, start off so negative. The, uh, but the yeah. coffee of the day is water. So, yeah. so, what, so what's, what are we drinking on your side of the glass this morning? Uh, Pete's. 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 Very good. Love Pete's. Very good. But uh, so, yeah, anybody that wants to stop by with a box of Java or a coffee basket, a donut basket and a coffee, feel free. We're here. So, and uh, I'd rather have an omelet basket myself. Omelet, yeah. omelet basket. Did you know uh, yesterday I was on the uh, Liz Calloway morning show for the Friday spot? And the folks over at Eggs Up Grill brought a spread in. Nice. I mean, it was, uh, we had omelets, quesadillas, uh, I mean, uh, pancakes, cinnamon That's apple great. pancakes with, wow. uh, with cinnamon sugar. Oh, my goodness. So good. That was so, great. And I got here about 11 o'clock and there was nothing here. And there was nothing left. Yeah. Listen, it was so, it didn't last. I don't even think, you know, it didn't even make it to the uh, end of the show. But uh, but it was good stuff. Thank you all over at, uh, everybody over at, uh, I think Don and everybody over at Eggs Up Grill. Thank you so much. And um, anyway, a lot to uh, talk about. You're right, Glenn. We've got a mess on our hands. And uh, I'm not exactly sure. I, you know, people get numb to it. I'm not exactly sure that people realize always uh, just what a mess that we're in. I think a lot of people are tuning out and not paying attention and going based on CBS News reporting, ABC News reporting, NBC News reporting, instead of looking at Newsmax or Fox, or maybe getting more of the real story than they're getting from the other networks. Well, that, sir, is uh, why we are here. That's why Saturday morning coffee exists, and it's uh, so that we can talk about these things and keep you guys informed. And uh, invite you guys, invite y'all to join the line, the the studio, uh, uh, the show, of course. The studio call-in line is eight four three nine zero three two nine four five. You can also text us your comments to the pcrxcomputers.com text line. That number is 843-798-TALK. That's 843-798-8255. You can tweet your comments to me. The Twitter, Twitter handle for the show is at Reese Boyd. We also have an email address. That email address is Reese Boyd, SMC, at gmail.com. I'll be checking those uh, emails momentarily. And um, also, uh, those of you who like to call during more normal hours, more civilized business hours, can reach me Monday through Friday. At the day job, the day job, of course, is attorney at law for the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. And you can reach me there. That number at the uh, law, law office at the law firm is 843-839-9800. That's 843-839-9800. Speaking of being a show where everything is turned on, or a, a country, I'm, I'm not awake. Y'all, I haven't had coffee this morning, so... You're going to have to bear with me. This is what Saturday morning coffee sounds like when it's a uh, Saturday morning water bottle. <laughs> uh, we'll have to call CMC and see if they can get yeah, you an intravenous yeah. uh, caffeine drip. Give me a drip. So uh, there was something, Glenn, speaking of how the country is literally um, in, falling you know, apart falling apart at the seams. Don't sugarcoat it, man. No, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's falling apart at the seams. Uh, there was a, one of the most interesting items that I read uh, this week was a, was a series of uh, questions that were um, put together, uh, a hat tip to uh, Bill O'Reilly for these questions, 
wanted to share those with you. Let me see if I can find those. They're here in my um, my stack somewhere. Let me get the. Uh, yeah, I understand he's going to be interviewing Trump here. Yeah, he's got um, an interview with Trump coming and, up, and he said that he's not going to have any. He's not going to move on. He wants answers to questions from Trump, and he's going to basically. He might upset the uh, the former president. Um, based on the fact that he's going to pressure him for answers. And if he doesn't answer them, what I heard him say was that he's going to basically say he doesn't want to answer the question. Yeah. So And, and so that, do you, and that's coming up this week, right? Yeah, it should be hardball, I would think, yeah. from Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, I would think so. We'll see what happens. But the questions that he posted on uh, BillOReilly.com, little hat tip to Bill here, questions that uh, we should all be asking, and – the first question is, does it make sense to allow millions of foreign nationals to enter the USA unsupervised through our southern border when we know virtually nothing about those people? And I'm paraphrasing a little bit. I'm, I'm restating Bill's questions. Right. Just some, sometimes these are Reese's questions now. They're, they're, I'm mixing them up a little bit. But does that make sense? And uh, does it make sense? We have an open southern border. And, and does that make sense? Um, does it make sense to Afghanistan to abandon Afghanistan completely and ignore the ongoing human rights abuses by the Taliban that have started there and will no doubt continue? It does, was it was done back ass backwards. I mean, you can't put it any other way. Is that going to pull the troops out first yeah. and then figure out what you're going to do? Sorry, man. <sighs> does that make sense? Nope. No. And he's got about uh, 10 questions that he posted. We'll be talking. I'll get to the rest of those after the break. But the interesting thing about all these questions, folks, is that we have a president of the United States that has done just that or advocated just that all within the last month. And already has blood on his hands. Yeah. So a lot to talk about today, folks. Uh, Many uh, items that we can spend a lot of time talking about. We're going to be joined here on the show by April Thomas with Ori County Rising. She's going to be talking about her ongoing efforts through Ori County Rising to mitigate flood issues and problems here in Ori County. We're going to be talking to Drew McKissick, who is chairman of the South Carolina Republican Party, about an upcoming event in uh, at the end of October, a, a training session that you can join right here in Myrtle Beach that the Republican Party will be hosting. We're also going to be talking to Gene Ho. Gene Ho is a candidate for mayor, and he's going to be talking about a similar event the same weekend on the Pledge of Allegiance Tour. That's all coming up the weekend of October 29th. So a lot to talk about here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Hope you guys will stick with us. Much more to cover here on the program. Big show coming up. Don't uh, don't leave town. We'll be right back after these words with more Saturday Morning Coffee. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. Tylen's Dental is just a name. It's really Dr. Ray Cleary and Dr. Russell Boatwright. We are Tylen's Dental. You know, at the end of the day, people are concerned that their dental health can contribute to other things, and it can. But I think the real key to, to keeping your smile, your teeth healthy is it contributes to a better way of life, and that will keep you healthier. What's interesting is, in dentistry, there's really no reason to have dental problems. To be honest, dentistry is fairly cut and dry. Typically, what we tell people is get them cleaned every six months and have x-rays done once a year. Now, I saw somebody that was a builder, and he hadn't been in in five years, and I told him, look, you could probably come in another five years, and you'd be fine. But just for my sake, come in once a year. 
Todman's Dentistry is located at 1625 Glens Bay Road, which is between Surfside Drive and Homestown Road. Our website is tidelandsdental.com. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. Everybody, welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.22 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, October the 9th. I'm a rocket man. Perfect segue into one of our little items uh, this morning to bring to your attention. Top of the stack, Captain James T. Kirk is blasting off into the final frontier in the latest sign of the strange new world. Speaking of strange new worlds, we'll get back to the questions, by the way, that we were discussing before the break. But it's uh, that the purpose of that segue was to get us into this story. Uh, the latest sign of the strange new world that we inhabit, ladies and gentlemen, is that Captain Kirk is going to space. That's right. William Shatner, the actor who's like, what, older than dirt? I think he's 90. Yeah, he, he'll be the oldest human being uh, to go into space. William Shatner. <clears throat> I'm a doctor, Jim. That's Tuesday. Yeah. And, and he said he's scared. On October 12th. Yeah. October, yeah. That would be Tuesday. I mean, after flying around the universe in, in the Starship Enterprise, uh, and you're scared to go up in a little rocket. Dealing with the, uh, what is it, uh, the uh, the Klingons and, yeah. and the Romulans? Yeah. I mean, he's got, he's, I, mean, he can, I wonder if he got a great can, deal. I think he can handle Blue Origin. You know, I wonder if he got a great deal like on Priceline. You know, remember he he was always that uh, that spokesman. You think for, he got the discount? What is yeah. the, what is the discount rate on Blue Origin? Is that like uh, you know, know. three hundred thousand as opposed um, to three million? I don't know. I don't know. So Captain Kirk blasts off as uh, Glenn noted on Tuesday, October twelfth. Uh, William Shatner will join the crew of Blue Origin's New Shepard on a space flight slated to launch October twelfth. Yes, it's true," said William Shatner on Twitter. "I'm going to be a rocket man." At 90 years old, Shatner is more than twice the age on average of NASA's typical astronaut. Mm -hmm. The Canadian actor, singer, and writer will become the oldest person to have flown to space, Blue Origin said, as it announced his upcoming trip. The flight is scheduled to lift off from a launch pad in Texas next Tuesday morning. Blue Origin sent its first human space flight in uh, first human flight into space in July, when billionaire founder Jeff Bezos uh, flew aboard the craft with others aboard as well. Shatner will be a part of a four-person crew that includes Planet Labs co-founder Chris Bashusen 
and Metadata co-founder Glenn DeVries, whom Blue Origin refers to both as customers and as astronauts, reflecting a new era yep. of space travel. Really cool. Would you ride Blue Origin? If they Absolutely. Gave, I, was, yeah, I, would I was named I would, after John Glenn yeah, and Alan Shepard. I, mean, I always love these space stories because they're, they're, they're uh, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Right. So, wanted to uh, get back to our questions, Glenn. Of course, we were asking uh, just before the break, does it make sense to open, speaking of this strange world that we live in today, does it make sense to open the southern border to allow millions into the country unsupervised, whom we know nothing about, by the way? There's no information about where these people, um, you know, really uh, have come from, what they have in their past, what sort of criminal activity what sort of disease, including COVID, that they may uh, carry. People are just coming across the border. Uh, second question we mentioned, does it make sense to abandon Afghanistan completely, leading to humans, human rights abuses by the Taliban and ignoring those human rights abuses that have started even before we left, have continuing and are now accelerating? Yeah. Um, does it make sense? Question number three, does it make sense to shut down the Keystone Pipeline <laughs> only to turn around and ask Saudi Arabia to expand its oil sales to our markets. You know, every time I hang up the gas pump, I always say out loud, thanks, Joe Biden, because I paid three oh nine a gallon for regular gas yeah. a couple of days ago. Um, of course, you go to Costco, you can get it. But the lines at Costco and Sam's Club have just been incredible. Incredible. Like there was a gas shortage. Yeah. I um, Let's go, Brandon. That's what yeah. I say. When, yeah. I, when, I, when I pump my gas, I say, let's go, Brandon. Let's go. Yeah. I stop often at Costco on the way to the office, uh, Glenn. But like you, I find that the line many times is so long, I don't have time to, uh, you know, I don't have time to, to wait in line just to get gas. Uh, does it make sense? Question number four. So keep keep score at home, folks. Ask yourself if any of this makes sense. Uh, does it make sense, question number four, to support CRT training, that's critical race theory, CRT training and teaching in schools that divides our children and teaches them to despise one another on the basis of their skin color? Hmm. Does that make sense? Does it make sense, question number five? Does it make sense for the federal government to spend so much money that inflation explodes and the savings that you have in the bank, the work, the money that you have worked your lifetime to save or have worked to save for much of your life is devalued? Does it make sense that the federal government would spend so much money that inflation explodes and the dollars in your pocket, the dollars in your bank are devalued? Mm -hmm. Question number six, does it make sense to support new, uh, excuse me, no bail laws that allow criminals to commit more crime? Question number seven, I mean, some of these I'm not even going to comment on because right. they're so rhetorical. Question number seven, does it make sense to be only one of seven countries in the world that allow unrestricted access to abortion? Question number eight, does it make sense to oppose voter ID laws? Does it make sense to oppose reasonable steps to ensure the validity of a voter presenting himself to vote at a polling place in the United States. Does that make sense? I mean, you have to show, you have to show ID to go buy a beer. Absolutely. You have to show an ID to do, you have to show an ID to get on an airplane. Mm -hmm. uh, question number nine, does it make sense to say that white supremacists are a larger terror threat in <laughs> these United States than jihadists? 
than Islamic radical jihadist. Does that make sense? CNN tries to make sense of it, but... Question, finally, question number 10. Does it make sense for a president of the United States to accuse his own country of systemic racism? Mm. Question number 10. Does it make sense for a president of the United States to accuse his own country of systemic racism? And the, the thing that ties these all together, folks, in case you haven't yet figured it out, is these are all things that the president has either done or said since he took office. And in, I believe in the case of each question, within the last couple of months, he's done each of these things at least once. And he's done most of these things multiple times. You know, um, Reese, yesterday there was a meeting in uh, Mexico, Mexico City, a matter of fact, and there were several top members of the Biden administration there, and they were there for a meeting to discuss uh, regarding security along the U.S.-Mexico border. But guess who wasn't there? The vice president. The vice president. The person that's in charge. The person who went to get to the root calls? Yeah, she wasn't was, there? Yeah, she was um, She was somewhere else, uh, visiting some garden or something. Uh, but it's like they're ignoring it, thinking the problem is going to go away as we're getting flooded with fentanyl. You know, good good people and bad people. Um, it's it's unbelievable, Glenn. And when you look at these questions, folks, it's almost as if, and I've said this on this program, I've said this elsewhere, it's hard not to reach the conclusion that they want to destroy the country. Yes, yeah, it's it's very hard, and and I don't understand how these people keep getting reelected. The failures, the AOCs of the world, it's the Biden. I mean, how did? Oh my gosh, it, it's mind-boggling. Well, and I ask, uh, you know, somebody. Uh, and I had many conversations this week about President Trump and where we were a year ago versus where we are today. Strong. If you compare where we were in, I mean, even with COVID, if you compare where we were uh, a year ago today versus where we are now, right? it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, we live in a, it's like you said, uh, you go to the gas pump, you wait in line. And, and if you can get gas in a convenient time frame, the the price you pay is uh, you know you're paying another buck a gallon at least at least I mean I, I remember the dollar eighty nine a gallon days um, yeah gosh, we you walk into the store and the shelves are nearly empty yeah you, you you have to you know you have to sign up in advance for anything mm-hmm. I mean if, if you want a couch you have holy to, cow you have to get yourself on a waiting list we just waited almost eight months for a couch yeah Glenn to well go because you changed the fabric. Yeah. More than likely, yeah. yeah, and that happens. If you if you can buy it off the floor and like the color, you're in good shape. If, um, but if you want to change the color, you're months and months and months out for that to get delivered. If you drive by any uh, car dealership, you see mm-hmm. basically asphalt, mm-hmm. empty lots. If you if you look, folks are not working. the 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 job data is not good. The mm-hmm. the the additional employment numbers that came out for the last quarter were anemic and yet you ride around and you see help wanted signs everywhere everywhere mcdonald's twelve dollars an hour what is going on here i mean they're they're turning this country glenn into a place that i don't recognize and he's done it it with an astonishing speed yeah but then but within a year we thought it might take two or three years but yes that's i guess that's the one trump for him uh for biden is that he's done it so quickly you know way to go joe way to go Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. 
That was Folks, funny. Uh, <laughs> that was so funny. So much to talk about, and, and we could spend, listen, we could spend the entire show talking about any one of those ten questions, and uh, I hope you guys are thinking about that and will help us uh, keep score. None of this makes sense, folks. None of this makes sense. And we've got to, uh, we've got to do our part to fix this country, and we've got to do it now. And uh, I'm telling you, the midterm elections are critical. If we don't mm-hmm. fix Congress in the midterm, ele- midterm elections, we may, we may be done. Hunter might have turned everybody on to his, you know, habit. Because it seems like it. It's like they're all on drugs out there. You know, Nick made the, uh, Nick made the interesting... Um, Observation: Nick Summers made the interesting observation this week that it's altogether fitting that he's now painting in a manner that requires you to blow, <laughs> blow paint, <laughs> blow paint through a straw. <laughs> yep, yep. He's very accomplished with straws. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll have uh, much more to talk about, folks. Stick with us here on Saturday morning coffee. As I said, we're going to be joined by April Thomas, who's going to be uh, sharing with us some news about Ory County Rising, and uh, and and her ongoing efforts. Uh, with flood mitigation here in the county and much more to talk about. All that and more coming up on Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. Text us, 843-798-TALK. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Hello, my name is Brian Brady. And I'm a CPA and certified tax resolution specialist. Are you constantly thinking about how much money you owe the Internal Revenue Service or the State Revenue Department? Are you always worried that you'll never be able to get out from under this crushing debt? Wondering what effect this debt will have on your future and the future of your family? You are not the only one. Every day, I work with clients to solve tax problems they believe are unsolvable. As the only CPA and certified tax resolution specialist in South Carolina, I will resolve your tax problems. I will take away the stress and worry you are going through and help you get your life back. These tax issues will not go away on their own. You need professional help. Please call me today at 843-668-4340 or through our website at taxresolutionservicesllc.com. That website is taxresolutionservicesllc.com. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. We're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson Team, EXP Realty. And, Greg, the question on everybody's mind these days, what is going on with this real estate market now? We have just come off three straight months of rising single-family home inventory, coupled with three straight months of slightly decreasing home sales. So what that tells us is the beginning of the shift is on. That frenzied market we felt this summer is really over. Over with, and we're at the beginning of a shifting market. So this means if you've been waiting, waiting for this continued run up in the market, the time to get your property on the market is right now before things change more. Folks, that's great real estate advice from Greg Sisson. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team, EXP Realty at 843-251-2693 or reach them online at gregsisson.com. It's Greg Sisson and the Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand.
Hi, this is Rob Clemens with Monarch Roofing. At Monarch, we have all different types of materials that you can put on your roof. We have flat roof materials, we have tile roofing, we have metal roofing, and of course we have shingles. And and we often get questions on which one should I do for my roof. And sometimes it comes down to an appearance thing, but realistically the materials we're using are very strong. For example, we currently have shingles that have what GAF manufacturer would call an infinite wind warranty. They do have this special adherence which make them supposedly hold up the category 5 hurricanes. Basically everything we install has a 130 mile an hour wind rating. But then when you get above and beyond that, these options are going to be for this infinite wind warranty. And we can talk about what you need to do to your roof to get that done. I'm Rob Clemens, Monarch Roofing. Reach us at 843-839-7663. That's 839-ROOF. And you can also find us on the web at monarchroofing.biz. That's B-I-Z. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. Everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It's 7.38 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, October the 9th. Thanks for joining us here on the show. As I mentioned, one of our guests here on the show this morning is April Thomas with Ory County Rising. April has been doing great work helping us to figure out what to do about the flooding uh, issues that we have here in Ory County, and she uh, joins us here on the show this morning to give us an update. Good morning, April. How are you? Good morning. Well, I feel inspired because you just played my song. That it's raining that. in Conway, you said, so <laughs> it's yeah. fitting. Have you ever seen the rain? So, I saw a little rain this morning. It's you, pouring in Conway. Flooded, yeah, when I flooded in 18, that song really helped me kind of push through all of the stuff that I had to do to kind of get my family in a good place. And yeah. it really helped me get through that time, which was a tough time. So it's yeah. kind of neat that you played it. <laughs> you know, music, I really do believe music is important. It it it, uh, it cleanses the soul. And, Absolutely. And uh, people call often and say, uh, we should put together a playlist or sell albums. Unfortunately, I can't sell the music. It's not my music. But <laughs> I say, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, lawyer pirating music. Yeah, that yeah, would be lo- good. That would be a yeah, really good story. Yeah, that would be a really good turn. You can get set the, the greatest hits of Saturday morning coffee. Uh, you know, pick it up. Pick it up at your local Ronco. But um, or or sell block D. Yeah, sell block oh. D. Order it from the penitentiary. But anyway, it's uh, we, we we choose our songs uh, carefully. It's a it's a thoughtful process, and I, I, credence always reminds me. Little side note, April credence. Always, my dad used to love CCR, and I remember he would get the you know the the uh, uh, the the album on you know back in the day when everybody did vinyl, and uh, I just remember the sounds of uh, of credence in uh, in the house growing up. It's just a sweet memory, but uh, absolutely. Um, great song, and uh, and uh, yes, it does help you uh, stay. Um, helps you remember 
the you know that that life is resilient and we will come back and that's one of the things that i love about what you guys are doing orie county the united states is a resilient freedom is resilient i I say this all the time freedom is a stubborn thing and you can have knuckleheads like joe biden and and uh, merrick garland try to take it away from you but freedom is not given by joe biden or merrick garland or any other knucklehead inside the beltway freedom is given to us by god and it is for that reason extremely stubborn and we're programmed to be free and um so, you know, and one of the things I see in you and, and I see in Ori County is a great resilience. And, you know, we faced adversity, but we don't give up. We don't throw in the towel. We just keep uh, fighting for what's right and fighting for, for what we know to be the, the way of life that we've come to love here in South Carolina and here in Ori County. But um, so I appreciate all you've done. You've done a tremendous yeoman's work since 2018 uh, helping to organize this effort. So give us a little update if you would. Yeah, well, the um, Horry County government has released um, what they're calling a flood resilience master plan draft. Um, so it's currently in draft form. And Horry County Rising is really synthesized the considerations that are in the draft plan into a survey format. And we're basically trying to get a lot of responses from the community, particularly areas um, that were impacted in 15, 16, and 18, um, and any floods in between, um, and to take the survey. And really the goal of, you know, doing that survey is, you know, lots of folks don't have time to read a 100-page plan. Yep. And so <clears throat> by taking the survey, you will fully understand what some of those considerations are because there's lots of really great solutions to flooding to help us to be more resilient. Um, And then also for us to be able to kind of compile the data that we collected to see where values align with elected officials. So we've got two different ones, two different versions, one for council um, and elected officials, and then one for the community. And hopefully we'll be able to find um, where values align. And then we believe you know, that's where we'll have leverage to sort of move forward. Um, so you can access the stur- survey on our Facebook group at Horry County Rising. Um, and then if you'd like a copy of the survey um, and email form, you can email us at Rising at gmail.com. Rising at gmail.com. And I'm looking at the survey uh, online April uh, right now. And what, just let me ask you, about a couple of these questions. Um, sure. Do you agree that Orie County government should increase the free board requirement from one foot to three foot in flood hazard areas? Explain folks what the free board requirement is. Yeah. Um, well, we launched a campaign um, a couple of months ago, called, a month ago called don't build in the swamp. And, but what that really meant was, you know, if we're going to build in the swamp, you know, what should those, homes look like how high should those homes be how do we get the elevation that we need so addressing things like filling in the flood zones Mm -hmm. Um, and that was all tied to enhancements to our current flood prevention ordinance Um, those considerations actually did move through council favorably uh, through three readings but um, they have been sent back to the infrastructure regulation committee um, because I believe that there's still concerns about when the enforcement date or the effective date will go into place. Um, and so, you know, to get back to your question, 
freeboard is the height in which you are trying to give yourself a little cushion on mm-hmm. those new homes. And so you have a base flood elevation height, and the freeboard would be um, the height between the first floor of your house and the base flood elevation. So we believe, and based off of community input, you know, where we ask, do you feel the current standard at one foot is, is substantial enough? Mm-hmm. Would you rather the county go to two feet or three feet? And overwhelmingly, the community asked for a three-foot freeboard, which is why we've been pushing for that. Um, so it gives you just a little bit more of a cushion. Yeah. You know, if you think about when the flood prevention ordinance was established in the county, it was in, you know, the late 80s. And so, you know, it's been almost 30 years. So assuming that it'll be another 30 years before we look at this law, um, you know, over the next 30 years, the three-foot freeboard should give us enough cushion on new development. Yeah. Um, when we talk about uh, freeboard requirements and restriction on some other of the issues that you talk about, like restrictions on uh, using fill in flood-prone mm-hmm. areas, which I think obviously is an, uh, introduces another host of problems. Um, yeah. Um, but things like that are mitigation oriented efforts. Um, do we see anything on the horizon April to, to hopefully, you know, limit the scope of flooding to, is there anything we can do in that regard? Have you, have you learned anything lately since we last spoke about, um, you know, diversion canals or anything of the, of of that sort that would hopefully uh, help with the situation sort of more broadly? Yeah, well, to your first question, um, you know, one of the things that I think the community has a pretty reasonable perspective on is the use of fill. Um, I mean, we certainly could prohibit the use of fill in flood zone areas, um, but really what most residents would prefer is providing compensatory storage when we use fill. So that would offset any fill we bring into the flood zone. Um, More broadly speaking, to your second point, um, there's a number of considerations that we could do. Um, You know, one of the things that we've always been really concerned about is maintaining our current canals before proceeding with any kind of new canals. Um, And so, you know, if you're familiar enough with the watershed, you know that we have existing canals now that really would benefit for some restoration activities like benching. Um, those are like Simpson Creek, Crabtree Canal, Mm -hmm. um, a number of these canals that have already been constructed, um, really do need, um, some infrastructure projects, uh, completed on them in order to really get the full benefit of what those canals were designed to do or even exceed, um, what they're designed to do. So that is one thing Horry County Rising has been pushing and benching is really when you, widen the canal you kind of widen it out you give the water more room to spread out um you make it so it's less deep so it helps mitigate things like erosion oftentimes when we have a flood event the county has to spend you know hundreds of thousands of dollars with federal grant money just to restore the canal to what it was prior to that flood event um and so that's a real concern Um, So what we want to do is try to widen those out, bench them, plant some natural vegetation along those banks to reduce erosion, and that will help convey um, the water and store the water more effectively. 
Um, but certainly, you know, the diversion canal is something that the Horry County Flood Subcommittee um, is trying to push. Um, we're looking at different solutions that we could do on the Yadkin PD watershed, um, which would require, um, you know, money from this administration. So we do believe that um, the administration is going to allocate money to do that study. Oh, good. And um, any other uh, items you want to share, any other thoughts you want to share with our listeners before we let you go? Just that we really want to stress the importance of community input. Mm -hmm. You know, the more community input we can get on the survey, the better uh, measures that we'll be able to push for. Um, Horry County Rising has always really pride itself on making sure that whatever the solutions we're driving is based off of what the community wants and the community supports. Um, and that will certainly help us to have the leverage that we need with our elected officials to really kind of push this forward. You know, I mean, this this plan is more of a report and less of a plan. Yeah. Um, you know, and so one of the things that we really want to make sure is that we fully understand where we are, where we need to be, and how we're going to get there. Yeah. Um, and we're fully committed to doing that with working with our elected officials. That's really it, and I appreciate that you had me on today uh, on this stormy Saturday morning, yeah. and I appreciate all your support. Yeah, no, we appreciate all that y'all do. I, you know, I read the report. Uh, I read through it, I'll say that, and a lot of information, but it, it, it didn't leave me um, with a clear sense of what the plan is, and right. so there's a lot of work to be done. And I appreciate all that all that y'all are doing. And we'll post a link to the uh, Facebook or to your survey on our Facebook page. But uh, tell us one more time how folks can find Ori County Rising, April. Certainly. Um, we have a Facebook group called Ori County Rising where the survey is pinned at the top of the page. And if you would like a copy of the survey emailed to you, just email us at orycountyrising at gmail.com. Perfect. All right, April Willison, stay dry. Thanks for all the great work you're doing, and uh, keep in touch. Let us know how we can help, and uh, come back on the show anytime. All right. Thanks so much, Reese. Thanks, Glenn. Take care. Folks, April Thomas, Ori County Rising, and uh, I encourage you to track them down, find them on Facebook, and uh, be in touch and and help out with uh, April's efforts. And we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, and more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Myrtle Beach Christian Church has so much to offer. Hi, y'all. I'm Genevieve from Myrtle Beach Christian Church, and I'm one of the teachers here. Let's check in with the Kingdom Kids. Why do you come to church? We come to church to learn about God and the Bible. Tell me some fun things you get to do at Myrtle Beach Christian Church. Myrtle Beach Christian Church is very fun. And you go to the gym, you get eat, and you get to play in the playground. What does Preacher Danny do at the church? He preaches, he builds, he helps other people, and learn about Jesus. Hello, Father Danny. How much does God love us? He loves us more than the universe. <laughs> and something brand new at the Myrtle Beach Christian Church. This is Nicole and I am the parish nurse at church, bringing faith and health together as well as holistic care, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. The Myrtle Beach Christian Church, 1226 Burkell Road. Come see us! Come see us! 
Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk everybody welcome back to saturday morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour it is 7:55 on your saturday morning want to thank uh, april thomas with O'Ree county rising uh for uh all, not just being on the program today but all the work that they have done over the last several years april has done great work and she has stayed on it she has been like a bulldog on this issue she has not let uh, go and I think um, we're going to hopefully see some improvement at some point. I'm wondering when the next uh, event will be. Um, but uh, we're, you know, we've got the potential for hurricanes. Obviously, we're coming into hurricane season. We're in hurricane season. But, um, but I'm, I'm wondering uh, when we're going to do something uh, to, to, to get this situation under control. Obviously, um, the, the solutions are not easy. The problem is very complex, but thanks so much to April and Erie County Rising for all the work that they have done to keep uh, folks, to keep county council, uh, to keep our legislative delegation, to keep everybody focused on this issue. We've posted a link uh, to April's survey on our Facebook page. I hope you guys will check that out. And I think we got a caller who had a question about uh, the interview with April and flood mitigation efforts. we got Larry Biddle who's dialed in. Larry, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Reese. Good morning, sir. Uh, we, uh, I, you know, I've listened. Uh, April's really I'm so glad she's aboard because uh, it's time we do some uh, action, right? I mean, that's key. I don't know if you remember. Uh, there was a man that worked for the Burris family of companies, pretty much all of them, because he was in charge of the property. His name was Sonny Long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I remember Sonny. Yeah, that's Police Chief Long's father in Conway. Um, you know, he he said, and I heard him say it in 1963, that was my first time in Norrie County. He said, there's a, there's a place on the Waccamaw that is less than a mile from the ocean. And we could dig a diversionary canal that would cipher off most of this flood water coming down the Waccamaw, and you could control it, and it would stop it from coming to Conway and everywhere else south of south of Conway as well. And uh, you know, he, I think people didn't understand yeah. uh, what he was saying, but you know, and I heard it mentioned not too long ago, maybe less than a year, uh, but that certainly is something we ought to be looking at. Yeah. I mean, Sonny, no one knew more about Ogie County property than he did in this entire county. No yeah. one. And I think... And he lived uh, it daily. I mean, he drove it, he rode it, he mm-hmm. bush-hogged it, he, he was on it. And he, you know, he, I, I met him when I first came here for that summer. Yeah. And I, 
I think that's a good point, Larry. We, we're going to be heading into a break here, but I think we need to look at that carefully. I think I've heard folks say that that'll be a great fix, and I've had other people say, you know, that it may not make a real big difference, but I think it's definitely worth looking at. So, listen, thanks for the call. We've got to run into a news break, but we'll be back, folks, with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services about how sound financial planning can help your family. Scott? There's so much unknown about where things are going politically, socially, and culturally. And certainly there's a huge concern many families have about where things are going financially. One of the best things you can do is learn how to keep more. We are helping families across the country keep more every day keep more wealth and keep more income now and in the future if you want to learn how to keep more of your wealth and more of your income schedule a time talk to us today and we'll lay out the roadmap for you and your family pile financial services aligning wealth with purpose find them online at pilefinancialservices.com or call 843-945-4480 securities and advisory services offered through prospera financial services member finra sipic this is wtkn talk 94.5 merle's inlet myrtle beach conservative opinion and insight wtkn you're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 8.07 on your Saturday morning. You've made it to the second cup hour of Saturday Morning Coffee. Hope that second cup treating you just as well as the first. I would love to say my second cup is treating me as well as the first, but there was never a first cup this morning, Glenn. You know, I thought about it. I could have split mine with you. I mean, you could have, you know, I haven't right. had COVID for at least a few months. You know, I need the water. I need the hydration. Yeah, yeah. well, it's very important. And I told you about Zulu, right? Yes, you did yeah, tell me about Zulu. It's great. And it's good I stuff. Mean, yeah, I, carry, I carry water with me all the Just time keep it now. with you? Yeah. yeah. I have my uh, Yellowstone water bottle, my little uh, free souvenir from uh, Yellowstone. They were selling refillable water. Uh, purified water bottles in Yellowstone. That one's uh, that one's already gotten quite a bit of use. Well, you know, most of America is dehydrated, and they, and they have no idea. They just think they're tired. But the more water you intake, the more energy you have, the better your op- body operates. We are the perfect chemical laboratories, as the man from, you know, Balance of Nature says. Uh, yeah, your and body I, is like a battery. Yeah. And it's like a dry cell. If you, yeah. you run out of water, it's like a golf cart. With, We're like 60% water. Yeah, it's, so. uh, it's, uh, it's crazy. But if you keep water, and you drink more, most people don't realize how much water the body actually needs. And oh, yeah. we don't drink enough because most of us aren't thirsty for that much water to begin with. Right. But, but if you'll force yourself... 
uh, to drink more water well, than, always, you, than you want. Mo- for most of us, we'll feel better. I, I, I learned that. I've always been conscious of it. But until I got this big Zulu for my birthday, yeah. that keeps you can hear it. Listen, hear that ice in there? <laughs> that ice has been in there since last night. Since last year. No, uh, I know. I'm kidding. It's great. Um, it's good stuff. You know, one of the things, April, I want to thank April Thomas for joining us again on the show. I want to thank Larry Biddle for his uh, comments. We didn't have a lot of time uh, with Larry. Larry was talking about uh, the idea of a diversion canal. There was another idea that I did not get a chance to float, if I can use that term, with April. Um and that's the statement that, you know, the governor came to town this past week uh, touting a $300 million uh, program through the CARES Recovery uh, uh, Act and the, the CARES Act and the, and the availability of CARES Recovery funds for the use uh, toward the construction of I-73, pledging $300 million, uh, to the deal. Not everybody was overwhelmed. Uh, right. Among the people that had some questions were uh, Representative William Bailey. Representative Bailey uh, posted a response on Facebook that said, you know, uh, and elsewhere that said, you know, we'd be better off focusing our efforts here in O'Ree County um, on mitigation efforts and and, and hardening the infrastructure here in O'Ree County, fixing the quality of the roads that we already have that are very prone, as you know, when the last round of flooding uh, Glenn, you really could not drive around the county. Right. I mean, so much of the county was underwater. Uh, 90 is a huge 90 issue is right a now. huge problem. Yeah. Highway 9, Highway 90, mm-hmm. huge problems. Yeah. And so uh, Representative Bailey just simply asked the question, you know, hey, should we not be thinking about spending some of that money, if it's available, on, uh, on, on, on mitigation efforts and hardening the, and making the roads more resilient, increasing the, the, the quality the, the, the resilience of the roads that we already have. Well, some people think that that can wait until we get more industry here to help us with those that money. Oh, I agree. It's so a discussion. 73 is going to bring industry to the area, um, more, more tourists more than likely. But I think the industry is the biggest thing. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. And, and I've long been a, a proponent of broadening our economic base and attracting more industry uh, to the area. And I think I-73 is a piece of that. We, we are the only beach community on the East Coast that does not have highway access. I know. Well, you know, in, in tradi- traditionally you had to have a harbor mm-hmm. uh, to be the endpoint of an interstate. Right. Charleston uh, obviously had a harbor, um, but in order to be the terminus point of an interstate, uh, at least as, w- as the way it was initially contemplated, you had to have a harbor. And of course, Myrtle Beach has no harbor. Right. But nonetheless, I, I see the point. It's a debate, but it's a discussion that needs to happen. I think it's worth having. And um, and speaking of debates that uh, are worth having, uh, there is an event coming up here in Myrtle Beach toward the end of the month. Uh, October 29, I believe, is the uh, start date. But uh, we are joined here on the show. Uh, it's, it's an event hosted by the South Carolina Republican Party. And it's uh, basically a training session. It's an opportunity for you to come out and learn how to become more involved in politics, how to be more effective as a grassroots uh, political activist, how to be more effective at supporting candidates uh, that you support, how to be more effective in in many of these things. Um, And as I said, that's coming up October 29th, a little less than a month away. And we are joined here on the show by our good friend, uh, chairman of the Republican Party in South Carolina, Drew McKissick. Drew's going to give us a little more information about this event coming up here in Myrtle Beach, uh, October 29. Good morning, Drew. How are you? 
I am doing well, sir. I'll just have to say it's a little inauthentic to be on a show titled Coffee with Reese. Now, if Reese hasn't had coffee, I'm just saying. We're faking it. I'm a cup and a half (laughs) in already. We are are posers. We are posers, Drew. We are faking it today, and I can feel it. Let me assure you. I I will fully admit we are faking it today, and I can feel it. Andy uh, chimed in on the PCRscomputers.com text line this morning, Drew, and and. Went back to Seinfeld. No coffee, no show for you. <laughs> no show for you. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, in the back of my uh, mind, there's this little voice, Drew, that keeps saying, are you really doing the show or are you still asleep? Are you really doing the show or are you still asleep? Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, trust me, I'm faking it today. Well, so. well, thank you, though, for bringing up the conference. So that We've got that uh, scheduled for Halloween weekend, 29th, 30th, and 31st. It's going to be at the Marriott Resort uh, there on the beach. Uh, it is a um, uh, it's the first uh, event of its type that the state party has ever done. We're modeling it in, in a way sort of after what people would see or encounter at an average CPAC-style event. Um, you know, we've got national speakers. Uh, we've got in-state speakers. Folks will be talking about uh, policy issues, several panels on key issues of the day. Uh, and then uh, breakout sessions, training breakout sessions, Friday and Saturday at different times throughout the day on, you know, across the board in terms of uh, whether you want to run for office, how to run for office, uh, you want to help someone else run for office in a campaign, uh, how to handle or recruit volunteers, uh, you know, social media, communications, uh, lobbying, you name it, covering the board. Uh, and, you know, we'll have several different breakouts going on simultaneously so people can kind of choose which thing that they're interested in. Uh, also, a uh, breakout session for veterans. Uh, we've got the uh, Medal of Honor uh, recipient, uh, General James Livingston, is going to be leading uh, a, um, a breakout there, breakout slash panel, uh, for veterans who are interested in running for office and offering themselves for office. We have several elected officials who are veterans who will be coming and speaking to them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you just uh, we got a, a weekend uh, event. There with a great room rate, by the way, I'll say. Uh, Marriott was real wonderful working with us there. Yeah. Uh, where you can come and bring the family, stay on the beach with fellow Republicans, and uh, learn how to get, get involved. Yeah. I noticed uh, on the calendar, I looked at the schedule, you've got a breakout session with Armstrong Williams talking about minority mm-hmm. outreach yeah. within the party, which I yep. think is critically important. Um, yep. And uh, quite a few interesting. I see you've invited the president. Any uh, any indication if he's going to be able to? Or I say the president. I, you've invited yeah. President Donald Trump. You've invited my president. Right. Yeah. Right. That's right. We have. I've had several conversations. Don't have a confirmation yet, uh, but I know today they have a rally yeah. out in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I know that, you know, there's a lot involved in putting things together and sometimes what the schedules look like and what's easier for them to give her. A final response to something in terms of scheduling once they kind of get what they're doing out of the way. Uh, but uh, after um, after today, that would put them essentially three weeks away from that weekend. So yeah. I would anticipate being able to have a good response about that next week. Uh, good, and I and I think yeah, I, I think you also have Ted Cruz on the list, and and uh, intend to invite Kevin McCarthy. I saw uh, Cleta Mitchell, election law expert. Looking forward to hearing. She from will her. be there. She is confirmed. She'll be coming and speaking about election integrity. Uh, and issues surrounding that. Uh, Senator Cruz has been invited. We're talking to his folks, uh, Governor uh, Christy Nome, uh, having conversations with her folks. Uh, you know, had some positive feedback from them actually earlier uh, in the middle of this week. So just I think they might be up to the point of making a decision finally now. 
Uh, and uh, Representative uh, Ronnie Jackson uh, from out in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who uh, served previously as um, position to three presidents before running for Congress. Uh, he is confirmed. He'll be there. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to run through my mind of who else yeah. is confirmed this week. There were several more, but uh, well, great crowd of folks coming. Uh, we're excited about it, uh, Drew. I think it's going to be a great event. And can you, uh, we got to go into a break to take care of some uh, commercial obligations. Can you stick with us through sure. one quick break? Well, you got to make the money, so I'll, I'll, I'll hang tight. You understand it's, a, it's, it's not show friends, it's show business. Uh, folks, we'll be right back. We're talking to Drew McKissick, the South Carolina Republican Party. And after these words from our very important sponsors, we'll be right back with more Drew McKissick and more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Come enjoy the best breakfast, brunch, and lunch on the Grand Strand at Eggs Up Grill. Eggs Up Grill offers great tasting and freshly prepared meals with friendly service every day. Eggs Up Grill puts a smile on your face with delicious classic breakfast and lunch items that are available 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. every day. The waffles, omelets, French toast, burgers, sandwiches, and wraps are to die for and are favorites of people all over the area. Locally owned in the Market Commons, Burl's Inlet on 707 and soon on International Drive. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. We're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson Team, EXP Realty. And, Greg, you've been in this market for over 24 years locally. How does that experience translate to benefit your clients? You're right, Reese. Doing this for 24 years, we've learned a few things, and we specialize in better communication, giving our clients more peace of mind, and just handling all the details, streamlining the process. So how do you coach a buyer who's involved in an environment where there are multiple offers being submitted for properties that are moving quickly. You've got to have a buyer that absolutely has to have the property, meaning the motivation is there. Going in strong with terms and price is the way you win in this market. Folks, that's great real estate advice from Greg Sisson. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team, EXP Realty at 843-251-2693 or reach them online at gregsisson.com. It's Greg Sisson and the Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk everybody welcome back to saturday morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour it is 8 22 on your saturday morning thanks for joining us here on the program we're talking with drew mckissick drew is the chairman of the south carolina republican party and we're talking about a 
a, a training opportunity, a training event, a, a, a very practical meeting, gathering, uh, seminar that's going to be held by the party uh, coming up October 29th. Wanted to uh, uh, make y'all aware of that. So Drew's been sharing with us uh, some of the agenda that's uh, that's going to be on on tap for the weekend. And, and Drew, remind folks, if they want to get in touch or buy tickets, how can they do that? So you can go to scgop.com slash conference, scgop.com slash conference. We've got other details about the event there, uh, discount opportunities as well, uh, and um, uh, also our contact email address there if you have any further questions. Yeah, very good. And, uh, Drew, one other thing I wanted to talk to you about briefly is obviously the bigger picture here uh, at the mm-hmm. moment. Obviously, these types of events, and I think it's great that, you know, we're, we're very happy that you're doing the first one here in Myrtle Beach. Um, I hope it's a great success, and uh, I hope the president can come. I hope he will confirm, and I hope some of the other invited guests. But it sounds like it's going to be a great uh, weekend. But it's important for folks uh, to uh, learn and learn and, and get informed and, uh, you know, figure out how to get involved. Um, you know, I talked, I talked to some people um, who were uh, initially – Let's say they made some sort of baby steps toward uh, running for Congress, and some of them called me for advice, and I was talking to one uh, this week who is no longer in the race. And, you know, running for political office is, is, not, is not the easiest thing. There are plenty of other fruit out there that's, more, that's lower hanging than that, you know. It's not the easiest uh, thing in the world to do. So it's important to, to learn and get informed and figure out the right way to do things to get, you know, to get yourself in a position where you can do it and have Absolutely. some success. Well, look, I mean, we, we're blessed enough to have people who are willing to offer themselves yeah. for office. You know, yeah. I thank the Lord every day for people who are willing to go through uh, what it takes to actually run. Because it, it, nowadays, it's not just you that runs. It's your family. I mean, you got social media and everything else out there. You know, it's a, it's a thing. It can put pressure and stress oh, on yeah. people. Amen uh, so, you know, you're looking for people who are obviously committed to what they believe in, but then are also who are willing to work smart. And one of the things that we want to help do is, you know, help you from making mistakes early on if you're thinking about running or helping someone else run, uh, to make the most of your time and your resources because it doesn't do any of us any good if, you know, conservatives get interested and they want to jump out there to run, but they do it the wrong way, and then they get, uh, you know, disenchanted with the process and burn out and they go back home. Yeah. But then they make no no impact whatsoever, and that's good for nobody. Yeah. I, uh, I talked to uh, – I won't name names, obviously, but I talked to somebody who was a very well-intentioned uh, grassroots-oriented activist who had mm-hmm. placed his name in consideration. And uh, I talked to him this week, and he said, you know, I was in so far over my head. <laughs> I said, listen, dude, I've been there. You, you're going to – no matter how well you prepare, you're going to feel like you're in so far over your head. I think that's, that's the bottom line. But certainly events like uh, what you guys are well, going to be doing uh, are so helpful. Well, there are fundamentals. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do, as you well know. I mean, it's the same thing with the political party, same thing we face every day as a party. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we could do. There are only so many things, though, that only we can do. Yeah. And those are the things that you need to major on, you know, major on those fundamentals. The other things then become easier as you go. And uh, it keeps you, you know, in a situation where you're building momentum, you're being successful. That's going to keep everybody's attitude better. Uh, people like to be a part of something that is successful and that they enjoy. Nobody enjoys, you know, losing, messing up, not being successful. So they drop out. And, uh, so focusing on those fundamentals is what it's all about. That's one of the things we want to help prepare people for. 
whether they're candidates, whether they're activists who want to help camp, win campaigns and so forth, uh, doing the fundamentals, doing them right, making the progress that we can make and have made as a party, continuing that progress that we've made here, you know, for the last 25 to 30 years here in the state. Yeah. And uh, so I hope it goes uh, well. I hope it is a great success. I'm sure it will be. And we encourage folks to reach out to the Republican Party and 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 get their tickets. Be uh, you know, be a part of this weekend. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention to you, Drew, ask your thoughts on. Obviously, there was a Quin- Quinnipiac uh, poll that was released this week. And of course, Quinnipiac is the polling arm of the Communist Party. So yep. they don't uh, they don't poll favorably for Republicans ever. But a Quinnipiac poll uh, came out uh, this week that recognizes the president and the president now, we're talking about President Joe Biden, uh, approval rating has now hit the lowest part of his presidency. And a majority, a majority of Americans now oppose his uh, his policy. So what, what, what were your thoughts? I know I know you guys have been following this. We were all watching oh, his, yeah. his approval ratings uh, drop like uh, free fall. Uh, what what are your thoughts there? And I mean, I I know you agree with the results, but what are you what are your thoughts on on that poll and other well, polls that are suggesting the in, same result? In terms of uh, uh, how we got here and implications. So first off, you know, he, he ran for office supposedly as hey, we're the adults, you know, we're going to bring competence back, blah 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 blah. Uh, that was sort of their stick. Not to say that I agreed with it, obviously, but you know, that's kind of the perception they were trying to put out there. Yeah. Well, what happened with Afghanistan is that totally popped the bubble. I mean, people saw, no matter what we thought about being there and how long we should have been there, what the goal should have been, if you decided to pull out, okay, how do you pull out and doing it you know, in a smart way? Uh, what everybody saw was absolutely not a smart way. It was a fiasco. Yeah. Uh, it popped the bubble of any sense of confidence and leadership uh, that folks uh, may have had about Biden or the administration or you know, and so forth. And then that started a downward slide. And you will note, even as Afghanistan has receded from the front pages, his numbers have continued to get worse. So, you know, once you pop that bubble and people oh, yeah. see that you're not really confident, it's hard to get that back. That's one thing. That's how we got here. Implications of the averages and the numbers that he has right now is the same, actually worse than the same territory that Bill Clinton was in in 94 when he lost 60-some-odd seats in the House of Representatives. Uh, and worse than Obama was in 2010 when they lost close to 50 seats in the House. Uh, you know, you've got Democrats around the country wetting their pants right now. The, the first, canary in the coal mine is going on in Virginia right now in that yep. governor's race, which is coming up here in November. Yep. Uh, I think it's a coin flip. Uh, we could very well pick that one off. If that happens, you know, Democrats are going to start jumping off buildings. <laughs> well, and it couldn't have happened to a, a nicer group of folk. Um, you know, it's funny. I think the folks, the, the folks, the people, we the people now realize uh, you yeah. can't you can't hide in a basement. But for so long, Drew, and, and I think people That's realize right. the emperor's got no clothes and they can't. I don't think that once that cat is fully out of the bag for everybody, I'm not sure you can fix that problem. That's right. And That's we see that locally, right too. Now. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, listen, Drew, thanks so much for your time, for coming on the show. As always, we appreciate everything you all do, and we look forward to seeing you in Myrtle Beach at the end of October. So uh, looking forward to that, and we encourage you all to uh, get in touch with the Republican Party and sign up and join us. SCGOP.com slash conference. We'll see you there. Sounds great, Drew. Take care. Have a great weekend. Take care. Thanks. That's uh, Drew McKissick, folks, with the South Carolina Republican Party. And after these important words from our very kind and generous sponsors, we'll be right back with the rest of the show. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town.
local news, and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services about how sound financial planning can help your family. Scott? There's so much unknown about where things are going politically, socially, and culturally. And certainly there's a huge concern many families have about where things are going financially. One of the best things you can do is learn how to keep more. We are helping families across the country keep more every day. Keep more wealth and keep more income now and in the future. If you want to learn how to keep more of your wealth and more of your income, schedule a time, talk to us today, and we'll lay out the roadmap for you and your family. Pile Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Find them online at pilefinancialservices.com or call 843-945-4480. Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. In a cave below the ground, way down, it's cold and it's dark. But a nose is way around, and the mazes of the underground are no match for him. But it looks just like a traveler who hasn't showered in a while and been living in the ground. Milo is your best friend. He's your second cousin. All roads lead to he's the rising sun. Milo is a long, long way from home yet. Milo is a name you won't forget. Milo, I haven't met yet. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Respoid Radio Hour. I want to thank Drew McKissick of the South Carolina Republican Party, chairman of the South Carolina Republican Party, for joining us here on the show, talking about an upcoming event here in South Carolina. And uh, coincidentally, there's another event the same weekend, uh, also in Myrtle Beach, which uh, we also wanted to make you guys aware of. Gene Ho is helping to organize that event. And I think hopefully this is going to be a situation where you can uh, maybe enjoy both. I'm hoping that's going to be the case. Gene is nodding his head yes, so I'm thinking that that is what was organized. Uh, it was organized that way. The event is the I Pledge Allegiance Tour, and the uh, uh, headline guests are the uh, the famous Diamond and Silk team, and also Gene, of course, our own Gene Ho uh, will be there. Uncle Cy from A and E's Dunk Duck Dine. I'm not. I'm. This is the. This is Saturday morning coffee without the coffee, folks. I just want to remind you for those of you who are just tuning in. We had a class five category <laughs> category three emergency here on Saturday morning coffee this morning. We had no coffee, but our own our good friend Tom Heron has just the white hats have ridden in across the ridge to the rescue. He had to take they, a boat in. It is a, raining cats and dogs out there. Is it raining cats and dogs cats out there? Cats and dogs, baby. Oh, man. So I don't get to mountain bike today. No, Well, maybe. All maybe. Right. It'll be muddy. So Tom Heron came in, brought me a donut and a large cup of coffee. So uh, Tom Tom's uh, in the studio and looking forward to his show in just a few moments. Yeah. And uh, may get Tom to step in for the uh, parting wisdom segment of Saturday morning coffee. A little, little special treat for our listeners. But right now... We're joined in the studio by an equally special treat. That's the one and only 
Gene Ho. Gene, hey, how are you? This is good. And I got my coffee because I brought it in from my house. You, you Listen, I normally <laughs> do the same thing. It's just it's BYO coffee. I mean, we've been doing this for a while, Glenn. This is like the second time that I've managed not to be able to have coffee on the show about coffee. But it does happen <laughs> from time to time. So, Gene, how are you this morning? I am doing wonderful despite the rain. Yeah. Well, good despite for you. So tell us about the I Pledge Allegiance Tour. What's, uh, what's that all about? Well, first of all, it is not my event. I'm helping out the coordinator of bring it. A little, and, let's bring oh, the mic a little bit. You got it. To you. There you yeah, go. It is not my event, but I am part of the event. Okay. And so we have Diamond and Silk coming down. This is going to be October 29th. And so Diamond and Silk will be here. Uncle Cy from A&E's Duck Dynasty. And I'll make an announcement, someone else that's not announced yet, that's going to be here. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Strack of Walkaway is going to be here. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> yes. Let's go, Brandon. Let's yeah. go, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the cheer. Yeah. Um, that's my cheer. I, you know, I, we're going to get some bumper stickers printed up. Let's, say, go, Brandon. Let's, say, let's, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. So, anyway, and so that's coming up. Tell me the date again, Gene. It is October 29th, and if you are going or people are coming into town for yeah. the SCGOP uh, event, this is uh, – one day that they're going to be overlapping, but I'm not sure that first day how it's going to go for them. But our event here doesn't start until about 5 o'clock. So yeah. um, it will be good. But, I mean, to see Diamond and Silk, and uh, that would be a great thing. And there's other people, too. Uh, Pastor Mark Burns will be coming into town and a person named Conservative Ant and others. So it's going to be really good. Awesome. And where, where will this be held? Uh, this is going to be at the John T. Rhodes uh, Sports Center. Mm-hmm. So this right in Myrtle Beach, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a great event. Uh, the tickets are really reasonable. I'm not even sure what they are right now. I think they're like $75. Yeah. So people could go there, meet Diamond and Silk, and, and see and hear them talk. It's going to be a great event. Yeah. And if folks want to get uh, tickets, Gene, where can they where can they go to do that? Please, uh, IPledgeAllegianceTour.com. So IPledgeAllegianceTour.com. It's going to be a wonderful time there. And um, you're going to get uh, you're going to get me. Am I going to have an opportunity to meet Uncle Cy? Yes, you will. Okay. Well, well, hey, let's have dinner together. All right. He's going to be here that week, and it'll be, be nice. I have always wanted to meet Uncle Cy in person. <laughs> so. Hey, it's going to be it's going to be a wonderful event. Uh, Kim Klasik is also going to be there. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Sorbo. So it's going to be a really great packed event, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Kevin Sorbo is the uh, actor, and just a really very thoughtful, very very. Uh, just a great guy, conservative activist, and, and got some great uh, stories to share. Right. Yeah. And, and one of the things is, uh, to me, the big thing is, uh, Brandon Schrack has been away from uh, the public eye for a while because of all this stuff going on with him. But uh, he's he's fired up. He's ready to uh, go out there. Now, you've got another little project that you've been working on. It is your campaign for mayor of Myrtle Beach. You want to give folks an update on how that is going? I tell you, it's going really well. So, yes, everyone, I'm running for mayor of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So uh, this is my home. I've been here 35 years. And without talking about it too much, we just had the debate. Yeah, and, how'd that uh, go? Yeah. How'd that go? Yeah. It went really, really well. I've, I've heard good comments. That you did really well. Yep. The, it, I, it's been, the whole campaign has been doing well. And the other thing about it, which I didn't realize, but – when you run a campaign, in the beginning, it's just you, and then now it's like there's so many people coming aboard, and mm-hmm. then this campaign, it almost like it has, it, it almost grows without you, so to speak. Well, when yeah. the current sitting mayor doesn't attend the debate to answer pointed questions, you got to wonder 
why the hiding? I mean, it almost reminds me of that Biden com- campaign. Well, one thing I will say about that with uh, the debate, she did, uh, Brenda did not show up. But the interesting thing, she had a meet and greet in Market Commons. Mm-hmm. And if you saw the pictures, I'm just saying, if you saw the pictures, it was very sparsely attended, to say to say the least. So let me ask you this question, Gene. I think it's important that people understand what will Gene Ho do? What are the three things that Gene Ho will do? If you are elected mayor to make because we've been talking about, you know, quality of life and and listen, I I tell folks, if you want to understand whether or not Joe Biden needs to be president, just go outside and look around. You know, we talked about that all morning. Uh, Buy a tank of gas. Try to uh, go to a store and buy something. Try to put a sofa in your living room. I mean, anything that you try to do that we have taken for granted for so many years in this country is now hard. I, I He's transformed this country. Uh, I and, went, went to fill up gas. Someone put that little sticker on it. Yeah. says Biden did that. Yeah. I mean, the, the gas is what, three, three, oh, 308 or something? Low threes. Well, combined, it appears that we're closing in on $200 more a month just for Americans to survive. Just for the yeah. basic yeah. necessities of yeah. life. Yeah. So what will Gene Ho do? What, what do you think are the three, what are the first three things you would do as mayor of the city? Uh, very simple. We need to take care of this crime, and we need mm-hmm. to take care of it fast. That's yeah. the most important thing. And, and to be honest... Uh, Reese, if that was the only thing that I ever accomplished during this time, like basically four years later, wow, this guy cleaned up crime, I would be known as the greatest mayor in, in, in this area. That, just would, for that, that would be thing. a home run. Yeah. That would be and, a home run. And the other thing, all the other things can be tied into two other things, having transparency and having what I call clean hands. Basically, so anyone can see what I'm doing and why I'm doing it for the betterment of our community. And... Um, and let me ask you this question. What are the things um, in terms of uh, economically? I feel like we're in a bit of a, a a lull here in Myrtle Beach. I feel like we've been struggling. It's partly COVID-related, mm-hmm. um, but I just feel like everything is sort of in a downward cycle. What are some? Do you have any thoughts on yes. what we can do to, to yes. diversify our economy or, or, or make things better for, for folks economically? Right. You know what? The best thing that government can do to help small businesses is absolutely nothing. The more that government can get out of the way of small businesses, the one thing that government should do is public safety. As long as this area is safe, as long as people can feel that they can bring their families downtown around the pavilion, and I love calling it the pavilion even though there's no more pavilion, but to go down there, that's the job of government. Everything else... You know, building, whatever, you know, the downtown redevelopment, all that stuff. Hey, let government get out of the way. Yeah. Only concentrate on making it clean and safe. Here, here. Folks, uh, it's Gene Ho running for mayor. Gene, if folks want to get involved in your campaign, contact you, help out, make a contribution, et cetera, et cetera. How can they do that? Please, thank you very much. Uh, Gene Ho for FOR Mayor.com. So, Gene Ho for Mayor.com. Uh, I tell you, it's growing, and we're uh, adding people every day to volunteer, so it's going good. Very good. Well, listen, Gene, thanks for all you do, and uh, we'll uh, be glad to have you back on the show anytime. But we look forward to the event coming up uh, end of the month, and uh, give them that address one more time if yes, you would. Yes, com to come see me and also Diamond and Silk. Excellent. Folks, it's Gene Ho running for mayor and also going to be at the I Pledge Allegiance Tour event coming up at the end of the month, October 29, and that will be uh, right here in Myrtle Beach. So check them out online, get your tickets, and we'll see you there. Thanks, Gene. Uh, Folks, it's uh, Saturday morning coffee. It is 
844 on your Saturday morning. After these words from our sponsors, we'll be right back with the parting wisdom segment of Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Gene Ho. Don't leave town. He's a quantum physicist. He's a molecular biologist. He's not in it for the money. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. When you join Freedom Boat Club, instantly you get access to a fleet of boats. All those expenses and annoyances like maintenance and cleaning, dock and storage fees, all the hassles of boating, forget them. As a member of the Freedom Boat Club, you can use the boats as often as you'd like, and you can bring anyone on board, even your favorite pet. With four Freedom Boat Club locations along the Grand Strand, we can satisfy all your boating needs. So if you'd like to experience hassle-free boating, then cruise on over to FreedomBoatClub.com. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. We're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson Team, EXP Realty. And, Greg, if you represent a seller in this market, how do you help them determine what the right listing price is in a market such as this? To determine the right listing price today, you have to look at the current pendings that are comparable. We don't even need to look at the closed sales because that's in the past. In an upward-trending market that's going up this quickly, we look at homes that are on the market that are for sale or have just gone pending, and that's what we're basing our pricing on, but you have to be careful not to overprice. When the home is on the market for more than 25 to 30 days, people start wondering what's wrong. So you got to be careful not to overprice it. Folks, that's great real estate advice from Greg Sisson. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team EXP Realty at 843-251-2693 or reach them online at gregsisson.com. It's Greg Sisson and the Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. Gamblers in the wilderness, gamble on me. Get a little restless from the search and get a little warm down in between. Bone chasing the mad dog, man left in his own feet. Everybody needs someone. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 8.48 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, October the 9th, and I am finally starting to feel like myself, thanks to our good friend Tom Heron, who brought some coffee into the studio. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Reese. I, I was... Uh... I've been listening to you this morning. I was coming. I got to come over anyway because my show's up. What another ten minutes? Yeah. And I thought, you know what? Why don't I just get stop by Dunkin' Donuts and bring you some bring that- bring that man some coffee? What yeah, are I friends? Brought, by the way, he's not telling the truth. I brought him some donuts too. Yeah, and donuts he, and coffee. He's I was them trying down. I was, I was trying to keep that from my wife. But okay. that's, well, we that's really fine. need Dunkin' Donuts as a sponsor. I mean, the new coffee IV drip that you brought in for Reese, you yeah, know, jacked him right is. up really quick. Yeah. No, I, love I mean, it's amazing how I immediately began to feel like myself after uh, just a few sips yeah. of uh, of the coffee. So <laughs> I understand so, completely. So I thank you, do. thank you, Tom. Uh, Good show this morning, by the way. It was nice to have Gene here. That 
He's a good man. Yeah, I want to thank uh, Gene Ho for coming in to uh, coming in to be with us here on the program and encourage you guys to check out both of these events. We've got some great events coming up in Myrtle Beach just in the next few weeks. A lot to, lot to be uh, able to participate in. And I'm sure you'd like to have other people that are running for that position as mayor come in and be on your show. Oh, sure. Well. Yeah, right? I mean, I say Always that. Always invited. I, I neglected to say that, but it's an open invite uh, to – uh, the mayor or anybody else uh, running on that ticket. It's an open invite. I've made that uh, statement. I'll make it again. Anybody that wants to come in and be on the program, be in touch, let us know. Uh, there was so much, <clears throat> folks, that I wanted to uh, get to. And by the way, I want to thank uh, uh, Don Don B., Magadon, checking in. Steve Howell, checking in. Uh, Cadillac Gary, Art Ruffalicious, checking in. So many of you checking in this morning on the PCRXcomputers.com. Text line, Jesse the Horseman. Uh, checking in, Laura Baronsky checking in, Andy Thompson checking in. And frankly, we just haven't had a chance to uh, get to your comments, but many of you have had some great uh, comments this morning on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. So thank you for those. There were so many things I wanted to get to. We could spend all day talking about um, everything going on in the country. One of the things we've talked about frequently, um, and Tom, you and I haven't really spent much time talking about this, we'd be interested to hear your thoughts as well. But uh, we've been talking about vac- the vax mandates, um, the, the mixed science that is out there. there. I could spend the whole show on this issue alone. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to bring to your attention, and we've talked to several people at the law firm, Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. Uh, we've talked to several people at the law firm who are concerned either about their child being enrolled in an institution where the, man- where the, where the vaccine is required or whether they're concerned about an employer mandate. Um, and so there's been a lot of uncertainty with the president's statement. Notice that the president has not actually issued a rule. He hasn't done anything. But now you have all this big business lining up to force us to get the jab, whether we want it or not. And the government hasn't actually done anything. Correct. And I, and I see a real I mean, that's a growing trend is this growing cooperation between big business and big government. And it's really restricting our liberty. I totally agree. Same thing is going on with the Justice Department trying to make rules about whether or not people, parents of children can go to a school board meeting yeah. and protest without being charged with domestic violence. They want I mean, terrorism. It's just absurd. They want to make this argument, Tom, that if you are a conservative, if you disagree with the progressive narrative, that you're somehow a threat to society. You're a you're a you're a you're a terrorist. You're a white supremacist. It's, well, it's crazy. Reese, I'll tell you what, I'm absolutely convinced it is not by accident. No. This is a organized and, effort, I believe totally by socialists, Marxists, and communists to take this country down, and they're doing a really good job of it. They're working hard. That's why the midterm elections, folks, are so critically important. But one item on the VAX mandate front that I did want to bring to your attention, court sides, and because in, we've, as I said, we've talked to many people at the office about this issue, and some of the cases have not gone our way. There was a big health care uh, case in Texas that went for the employer, uh, went against the employees that were conscientious objectors. But a case in Michigan, I want to bring to your attention, court sides with unvaccinated Michigan athletes in mandate case. 16 unvaccinated athletes won another round in their legal battle to play sports despite Western Michigan's university mandate that all of its intercollegiate athletes be COVID-19 vaccinated. In a unanimous published decision issued on October 7, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit in Cincinnati, Ohio, held that the university violated the athlete's 
First Amendment rights by forcing them to participate, or excuse me, to take the jab in order to participate mm-hmm. in intercollegiate sports. So, folks, amen. You, amen to that. The battle is not lost. I have not, uh, in full disclosure, I've not had a chance to fully read the opinion, fully digest it, but we are working this issue, and, and the battle is not lost. Folks. Are you listening, Seattle? Yeah. You know, on, in, on, the, on October 18th, Seattle is going to lose one-third of their police force due to this mandate. Due to the mandate, absolutely. And and Seattle is not a place you want less police officers. Yeah. Seattle is a place you want double what you have now. And, and don't forget, uh, we talked about this the last time you and I were in the studio uh, together. We've got a third of our SEALs. The, yeah. A third of the Navy SEALs are ready to walk off the job right. because they don't want the jab. And I don't... Nurses, you know, doctors, we've got... A, a real serious issue. And, folks, when people engage you, and they will, I had a good friend of mine engage me and basically accuse me of, of being a lunatic because I didn't rush out and get my daughter to the front of the line. And and I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that because I don't want my daughter to be anybody's guinea pig. But this is not a debate about whether the vaccines are effective or not. This is a debate about whether you as an individual and your children should have the personal liberty to consult with your medical professional and make an independent, informed judgment that is best for you and best for your family. That's it. Correct. That's what it's about. But then you hear the statement that parents have no right in telling the schools what they should be teaching their children. Yeah. Um, and it just goes on and on and on. It, it is truly unbelievable. Poor USA. This, this and, ma- this ma- this, and the same thing with masks, you know, the same thing with the mask problem and mask mandates. Hey, we are in a world of trouble, and I've been telling you and I talk about this a lot, Reese. Yeah. We have maybe 13 months until November of next year to get this thing turned around. If we do not get it turned around, I don't see how we ever get it turned around. That's how much trouble we're in. I think the, um, I think the midterm elections are so critical, as you have said. I think it is an inflection point for this country, and if we don't get it done for the midterm elections – and by the way – Folks, I think the midterm elections, and I would say this to Donald Trump, I would say this to anybody who's running for office, I would say it especially to the president, uh, I would say it especially to Donald Trump, the midterm elections and, and the next presidential cycle do not need to be about 2020. Correct. They need no. to be about, the, these races need to be about what a mess, as, as Barack Obama has said, elections have consequences, mm-hmm. and the Democrats have proven it. And all you have to do is walk outside and look around, and you know that they are destroying America. That would help Donald Trump if he would move on from 2020 and, yes, and not discuss be it anymore. Off. Oh, if you just forget he would be about it. Off. But without election integrity, where are we going to be in 2022, 2024? Without the integrity, we, we don't have election integrity in this country. That is non-negotiable, and we've got to fix that problem. Yeah. We've got to fix that problem. And it's never going to get fixed if we have all this infighting going on on our side of the fence here, what I would call the conservative side. They're just not working together yet. It's a real pathetic situation. Yeah. And I would just, I'll close with this because I know you got to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have been saying in the, at the end of all my emails for years that the only thing that is required for evil to succeed is for enough good men to do nothing. That was a quote by Thomas Jefferson and Edmund Burke, and it is absolutely it's true. It's absolutely true. Well, Tom, I want to thank you for the coffee. You have salvaged the show this morning. You have come to the rescue. Folks, stick around for Up With America and, uh, and Tom and his, uh, his show, which is coming up right after uh, these 
messages from our sponsors after we close out Saturday morning coffee. I do want to give a shout-out to my mom. Yesterday was her birthday. I want to give a shout-out also to uh, Sheila Robinson. Many of you from Conway know Sheila Robinson as Sheila McNair Robinson. She shares a birthday with my mother. They both had a birthday yesterday. By the way, if you have a sister like Sheila has, Sharon McNair Albini, uh, you know, you know that it's Sheila's birthday because Sharon makes it a an annual Facebook event. But uh, let me uh, so happy birthday, Mom, and uh, thank you guys for joining us here on the show today. Stick around for Tom Heron. Let me leave you with uh, this bit of wisdom from the Proverbs. Goodness, so much in the stack that we did not get to today, but we'll uh, pick it up next week. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Y'all be blessed. Have a great week. We'll see you next week right here for more Saturday Morning Coffee. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.